How's it going, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome back to episode eight of MMRK. Rob, episode eight, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I know, mate. And we have been hitting them consistently. We, we haven't have. missed a week yet. Touch woods. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we've come close, but we haven't missed one yet. If there was going to um, be a week, it was this week because uh, you and I both went to the to the Red Four party, the launch party this week. We we uh, I posted out the photo of us to our community tab on YouTube. Did you see that? Oh, did you? I, yeah. I, I did not. I didn't. I, I put one up on on all my socials as well. Yeah, us at the at the event, and um, yeah, tell us tell us how you enjoyed the event, mate. Oh, it was good. No, it was it was fine. I I mean, I woke up uh, with some problems. That's fine. <laughs> you know what? No one needs to hear about that. <laughs> we, we we were at the event. We had a good time, but now we're recording yeah. episode eight, and we've got a lot we to are, talk about. We are. Episode eight, it's, uh, you know, and, and the, the comments on, the, on on YouTube, the suggestions, the feedback, yep. all positive. You guys are the fuel that keeps us going. So thank you once again to all our subs, subscribers, and, and everybody that, that leaves a comment. Um, one last thing on the on the, the Redfall event. The Redfall event was amazing. Yeah. It was um, very lively. It was good to catch up with a lot of the people there that were from the industry that we haven't seen as regularly as we would like for, for myself anyway it's, it's sure. like six months gaps for, for some some of those guys <laughs> but uh yeah I, I the they had some of the vampires walk they had people dressed as creepy oh. vampires dude and they were actually creepy <laughs> like they <were> creepy as <laughs> and like these nails and they're just like pale walking around like they were off putting they, they, they were in character like i tried to have a conversation with one of these dudes that was walking around as the, I think it was the Rook, like one of the boss vampires. And he was staying in character the whole time. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> this, is, this is scary now. <laughs> the whole time. Like they would just walk up to people and stand behind them quietly. Just looking like, at you. <laughs> just staring. I was like, yeah, they were, they were actually creepy. And man, as you know, I'm in camp. So I'm in diet mode. Got to lose some weight. And the, the servers were walking around with trays of sliders and yeah. deep fried chicken wings and other hors d'oeuvres and it was a little punishing, a little punishing. Yeah, that was the but problem. No, was- I ate too much. That, that's what that's what happened because yeah. they kept giving like these awesome pork belly and, and arancini balls. I couldn't <sighs> stop eating, but I'm not in fight camp, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. You just ate too much. Not It wasn't any poison or anything. And then well, to... to you know, the positive thing was like when I left, I walked across the road or whatever, and there was like this chicken place with, oh, yeah. with, the, with the Lebanese guy in there. He's like, he saw me looking at the chicken in the window. <laughs> I must have looked like a street urchin. You know, I was just staring at the chicken thinking like, whatever my calories are today, I don't know if I can afford to eat it. And he was like, he's like he's in the window, he's like, come in, come in. Come in, brother. And I was like, I don't think I can. And he, he cuts off a chicken leg. It comes outside and gives it to me. Gave me a chicken. Goes have, have. And I was like, no. Nah. I was like, no. Nah, I'm all good, dude. I'm all good. No, he's like, no. Have, have. You don't have to buy it. Like, have, please. I was like, oh what are we gonna do? Like. Spit in his face. So I, I was like, thank you very much. I got the chicken leg, hopped in a cab. It's like eating a chicken leg in the back of a cab on the way home. That, and, is, that uh, is literally that Simpsons episode where he goes to the new city and he's like, I've got cafelash on a stick. No ball. <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah, episode 100%. ever. 
Dude, uh, I've got to say the, the chicken was delicious, but so if you're in yeah. North Sydney, there's a there's a chicken place like near the station. I recommend yep. it greatly. And say Rob sent you. He won't Absolutely. Know who it is. But <laughs> it, it was it was a great night. <laughs> <laughs> it, it and, was, it was. But we have a super cool return of the Triple C this weekend. Oh, mate, mate. There, there is a lot <laughs> to talk about. A UFC 288. We'll be doing our predictions today of, of like just two fights on the main card because we do have a packed show elsewhere. As always, we'll be talking about some games, news, what we're playing, watching, reading, and fan questions at the end. If you have any questions, mm. please be sure to leave them in the comments below. And if you are new and you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. We would really appreciate it. So, yeah. Rob, we are going to start off. With the main event, Let, all right. Let's Al- Aljamain off. Sterling, Henry Cejudo. Just break it down mm-hmm. for me, man. What do, what do you think about this? I have all the stats and stuff in front of us, but feel free to have at it. I've got to say, mm. Aljamain Sterling, okay, no secret I underestimated him very much in <laughs> um, in his second fight with Young. Yep. Okay, there's no secret there. He called me out on Twitter about it. Oh, <laughs> did know, he? And, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because I was like, he's a pretender, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, I was really underselling him at that point. And, and let's Rob. be honest, let, let's, let's agree. <laughs> Piotr right. Jan at that, like, at that point when he, just before he lost his title to Aljamain via that, that drop knee, he was mm. the killer in the division. He was the boogeyman, he was. dude. He was yep. like, he was a scary man. So. Yeah, I don't know. That all played into how I thought. But then he came sure. in and he did he did an amazing job and really impressed me with how good he was. He called me out on it. I said I was wrong. I'm not yeah. I'm not too big to 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 say to call it when I'm wrong. And he's impressed me every fight since. He really has. Yeah. I think I think the champion, you know, some some champs when they when they get the belt through through hard yakka and through some hard fights, something changes in him, and I think he's one of them. He's mm. he's a he's a good champion, and he's he's been defending and fighting dudes and impressing me every single fight. Yeah, you and I were talking about this before we went live or started recording. I really do think people to this day are underestimating him, and mm. ultimately, Rob. It is because of things out of his control. Like the first yarn fight, he didn't ask to be kneed on the ground, but it happened and there was no other decision that could have been had that night. And then obviously mm. he won cleanly in, in their second fight. And then what happened with Dillashaw? You know, obviously like Dillashaw went into that fight seemingly with a dislocated shoulder. It popped out again multiple times during that fight. <laughs> but because of <laughs> yeah. that, people were like, oh, he just got another easy win or yeah, whatever. He, f- what, he fought what? an injured dude. <laughs> yeah, but like what, what, do you, what else did you expect him to do in that fight? He manhandled D- Dillashaw and dominated him. But like, like if you were in that position fighting someone with a, with a dislocated shoulder, would you have not done the same? Would you have not fought the exact same way as Aljamain did that fight? No, you wouldn't, right? <sighs> Yeah, it's it, it's true. His his fight lineups haven't sh- allowed him to display his true value as a fighter. Correct. That's that's with, and that's through nobody's fault. Okay, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think that's through nobody's fault. It's just the, his fight lineups, the way they've happened, yeah. the way Dillashaw come into that fight, obviously with his with his shoulder problems, and then as well, like this is Dillashaw post getting popped, yeah, like 
obviously he's had to come off everything. You know, you know, like it, it all kind of sold itself like that. That's what that, that that's the narrative that was written anyway. Mm. So um yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to him getting the chance to really spread his wings, to really yeah. you know, earn the respect he deserves. Mm. But I think it's a it, it is going to be a hard task against Henry Cejudo. I really um, do. It, it will be, man. So Cejudo coming back, obviously he he vacated both titles, right? He like he never actually lost either of those titles, but mm. he hasn't fought for three years. What 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 does that do to a fighter role when you haven't like uh, no one's doubting Cejudo's you know skills, his resume on paper, and what he's achieved in the sport, but he hasn't fought in three years. What does that do to a fighter? Um, it's hard to say because, like, ring rust, right? How do you quantify yep. ring rust? And mm. it's it's something that everybody's heard of. Everybody spoke has spoken about it. Yeah. And um, and it's something that I get asked a lot because my last fight was in September. How are you doing things to avoid ring rust and all that yeah. stuff? I don't know though if it's real. I don't. Okay. I don't know, like. It, it, it's very hard because, like, there's no, there's no easy way of, of finding out uh, mm. what it really is. No, you can't really put numbers to it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe ring rust is something akin to, you know, feeling the nerves a little more, like yeah. when you're all the like the the waiting behind curtains, the weigh in, like really, the event kind of affecting you in a way that makes you you know, not fight as well as you would have if you weren't fighting, feeling those pressures Yeah, um, because you're, you're used to it, accustomed to it. And maybe that's it. But I, I do agree though that like we're fighters, like you lock us in that, that octagon, we're going to get to work. And there are yeah. certain dudes that excel, that excel under pressure, regardless of when that situation is, how yeah. long that situation has been out. And I believe just like John Jones coming back, yeah, I believe Henry Cejudo, would have to be at one of the most forefront athletes like that. He's a gold medalist, mm. a gold medalist in my belief, one of the hardest sports to ever exist. You know, um, yeah. So, I, so you're I, saying I, that I don't you're see favoring beat. Cejudo. You, you're saying skill wise, like I was trying to like match them up from their grappling to to wrestling and even striking. On paper, it's hard to go past Cejudo in this, even, you know, again, even though he hasn't fought for three years and, and what you said about Ringeros, would you say that you favor him as well? <sighs> well I'll get to that at the end, okay? I'll get to that <laughs> at right, the end. Right. I, these, these are the pros for me with Henry, okay? All right. He, since his first loss to DJ, he went mm. back to the drawing board and reassessed his game. He fired his staff. It he did. devoted his entire career to just learning new skill sets mm. that can help him do what he needs to do. And then, you know, he had a bit of a rocky start from that. But then, like, the rate at which he got better in such a small window between fights mm. was unbelievable. Mm. You know, I think I think he would have to have one of the better evolutions of the game because DJ is a monster. Yeah. A monster of the game, like a monster of his craft. So for for Henry to come back and to, and to beat him, you know, especially after losing to him once already, like, mm. yeah, I, I feel like that would have to be one of the better, one of the 
biggest evolutions in in the game. And mm. you know, since his fight, I've listened to a lot of his stuff. He started a lot of different podcasts, and he started a lot of different YouTube analysis type stuff. And he's got a mind for it. He's got a real mind and a real knack for the game. Mm. And I can just see him, you know, putting together a game plan that he can take advantages advantages of Sterling's holes or opportunities and being the athlete that he is, working those systems religiously enough to 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 execute those come fight day. You know, you cannot underestimate the work rate and the mentality of a like a, a gold meddling Olympic athlete. Yeah. So what are those holes then, would you say, in Sterling's game that you just mentioned? Like what what will Cejudo most likely do to to take him down? I I definitely think Cejudo will be will be trying to push the pace. Okay. I think one of the bigger advantages Sterling has would have to be reach and size. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, he's quite confident in his jiu-jitsu to a certain degree, and I yeah. am too. But I think I think I would believe Henry would be accounting for that. I'm sure yeah. being, you know, a, a, a born grappler, he he grapples a lot as well. I think sure. the biggest thing is going to be him closing that distance, mm. putting pressure and pace on Sterling so that Sterling can't control the spacing to yeah. where Henry can actually utilize his box wrestling. Yeah. And uh I think that's how that's how he put I think that's how he attacks his fight and approaches this fight. Mm. Cuz it, it was very interesting. I was watching the Dillashaw sh- and it's it's such a shame that Dillashaw had that shoulder issue, but in that fight Sterling was the predator. He he was dominating the the, the ground game. The, the way Rob that he was moving on the ground like spinning around over Dillashaw getting in those positions. I was so impressed. I had to watch it a second time. It was awesome and it is a shame that Dillashaw had that sh- shoulder issue because in some people's eyes, people might undersell the amazing grappling and re- wrestling skills that Sterling actually does have. But we're talking about Cejudo here. So it's this one's a tough one to call, man. I actually could go either way on it. You know, yeah, you're 100% right. But ah, uh, I guess like, Say okay, it. I, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've notoriously... <laughs> Underestimated Aljamain Sterling time and time again. And I'm not going to change now. Henry Cejudo. I got him. I reckon, I reckon Henry Cejudo gets it done. Uh, I love how you started off saying, I underestimated him, blah, 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 blah. But I'm still not going to choose him in this fight. Yeah. yeah. From what I've seen of him, he would get the funniness of that anyway. But oh, for sure. I don't know. Sure. You know, more than anything else, I want to see the story. Continue. Mm. I want to see the Triple C come back, True. you know, and win after such a long break, so we can see him and see what that does to him. Like I don't know, <laughs> it, 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 my relationship with him has been funny because I really loved his entry into the sport and loved yeah. what he brought. Yeah, and then he got super cringe and a bit crazy, and I was a bit like, "Hey, <laughs> going." <laughs> but then I come back around full force. I'm leading the bandwagon now. I right. I love him. Big fan of Triple C. Big fan. I mean, the big question is, Rob, for me, what happens if Cejudo loses? Because he is coming back after so long. Yes, he vacated the title, but like, what would his next fight be? Like, he, he's not getting an immediate rematch or anything like that. And 
I, I, I'm just confused because I, I, I'm, I'm assuming in his head he, know, he's just thinking I'm going to win this and I want to keep defending the title. Maybe Sterling gets an immediate rematch or a rematch after one uh, win if he can uh, win another time. But what does he do if he loses? Does he go back away? Well, does he retire again? Yeah, I don't think so because he's a bit of a boogeyman of of that those divisions, you know, in that yeah. in that bracket down up because he's such a powerhouse. And yep. he's willing to fight across the board in those divisions. And you know, he he's not a slouch. He's he's a he's a killer. He's yeah. an absolute killer. And for for someone to be able to move weight divisions like that at will yeah. and yeah. to be such a presence in every di- one of those divisions, I don't think he has a problem finding fights. He even mentioned that he wants to fight like um O'Malley. And things like tune up fights to try and work his right. way up to, to to Volkanovsky, you know, huh. like and so so he has the mentality of like fighting Piotr Jan or fighting yeah. O'Malley, like just just for tune up fights. He's not he just does he just doesn't want to jump into title shots. He wants right to tune himself up to beat these guys. Um, so yeah, so and I think that's a the, a terrific mentality to have, mm. and it again it's just another tick in his. Like at, in the boxes that it says he's the superstar athlete that he is. That's not a bad shout, to be honest. Like he, he could just change weight classes like he used to do to to stay active <laughs> and, and to keep fighting and and probably yeah. win another championship. Oh man, it's it's gonna be so fun to see. I'm genuinely excited. I yeah, I, I, I am backing Sterling for having him here. Oh, for sure, for sure. Why did like do, like you were talking to him on? Was it on Fox, Rob? Did he mention, yeah, or like, I can't remember the reason why he retired in the first place. He, he just lost love of the sport. Was that it? I think he, he, he alluded to something like that. Not love of the sport. He's just like, he didn't know what else to do. He had right. done it all, he said. Yeah, okay. And which is, to his credit, he did. He had. Like, <laughs> yeah, Olympic yeah. gold medal, flyweight uh, belt, bantamweight belt. Bantamweight, yeah. Like, simultaneously, what do you do next? You know? It's true. You keep defending. <laughs> That's what you do. That's it. That's I it. Mean, I mean, it's funny because like literally John Jones I, I saw is is having very similar thoughts because he's like, I will just retire after the CPA fight because who, are, who else is there to fight? I will still say, John, you still need to fight Pavlovich, but then retire after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's And you know what's funny with that? Like we all, everyone just wants to watch him fight Boogeyman. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fight these, fight these one-hit wonder knockout artists. Like, like Stop the hype train. Like that. Back in the well, day. I, I hope, as a side note, I don't know what Ngano is doing. Like I'm hearing, he went to one, didn't get an agreement. He went to bare knuckle, didn't Did get you, an agreement. Just come back, and go to come back. Did you hear? Right? I what? I heard, he can't come back. I'm pretty sure Dana White said he'll never fight in this. Oh, industry well, Dana again. said that a million times, Rob. And then then things change. Things change. I know, but I heard one offered him twenty million dollars, and he said like guaranteed twenty mil, and he said no, no, because he wanted. He wanted he wanted like a board a, a chair on the board. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, like, it's tw- not not twenty million for one fight. I'm assuming over his, the course of a contract. I, I don't know. And then how the how the oh. guaranteed the guaranteed works? I got no idea. But that's crazy. Like he, you know, and every day every day he's not champion. 
Yeah. Which has been a while now. Yeah. His value is just going down. He's his a, stock he's goes a down. Depreci- yep. He's a depreciating stock. Yeah. And, but whatever. Just work you know, it out. Dana, Dana and, and Ngani, <laughs> work it out. We all want to see him fight John Jones. That is the money fight after Stipe for sure. But going back to USA 288, you are saying Cejudo over Sterling. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Like, All right. I'll like, say why Sterling. Break, why, why break habits now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rob is going with Cejudo. I'm going with Sterling. But the next fight, though, did you just play that? You just strummed the guitar? No, no I, did, I didn't I heard that. <laughs> the next I didn't fight that we have is uh, Bilal Muhammad against Gilbert Burns. So these two are absolutely saving this card because we know Oliveira was meant to fight. He got injured. So they're pushed back, I think, a couple of months. I can't remember which which uh, mm. event they're at now. But in their place, we have Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. It's really interesting fight. I'm very excited. Like, we literally just saw Burns fight very recently. What, like I a know, month ago or I something? Know. And now he's back in the ring. So kudos to him especially. But Rob, what do you think about this matchup? Mate... Yeah, it's. I think, I think this is a great matchup for Gilbert Burns. I think all yeah. the chips yeah. are stacked in his favor for this fight, and yeah. you know, for someone who is hunting the title, for someone who, who is worried about other contenders getting in line ahead of him, he's doing the right thing, which is to proactively seek them out and beat them first. And yeah. you can't fault his mentality. He, he, he's been so active lately. I mean, this will be his third fight this year. He fought three weeks ago. But, you know, and he fought three weeks ago. And yep. Bilal Muhammad only found out about the fight three weeks ago. <laughs> you know? So like this is yeah, this is like and he and Gilbert, I don't know how banged up he was after that fight with Masvidal, but from my viewing, he beat up Masvidal. Like he oh, did a dominated really good showing yeah. on that fight. So I don't yeah. I don't see him taking I didn't see him taking heaps of damage. Though you you can never sell like kicking bones and legs and hands and everything hurts. Yeah. But, I'm sure he has a few br- bruises and stuff that he's nursing over, but like, I don't know. I, I, that's why I wanted to ask you, Bilal not fighting since October of last year. Burns only, you said twice this year and he already fought three or four weeks ago. So like, is there any advantage that's given to Muhammad on that or not? I can't, I can't see any, no. you know, I think the big thing will be like finding out the fight was three weeks ago, like finding out the three <laughs> fight about the fight three weeks ago. Like, yeah. Mate, Gilbert Gilbert was fight fit ready. Yeah, three weeks ago, you know, yeah. fought. He's he's like leveled up. He's wired to to the scene right now, and mm. um, he could just dial it back and just keep his fitness, no contact stuff for another three weeks, and he'd float all his fitness over to the next fight. Yeah, and probably yeah. be better for it because his nervous system would have spiked, which mm. increases all the responses in his body. Yeah. And then he's just tapering off for it to spike again. Whereas Bilal, he's he's having the crash course of his life right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, like, yeah, uh, unless he was preparing for a camp somehow before that. But like, take, from my personal experience, this is how I do it. Mm. You stay ready 
you stay ready. So since October last year, since September last year when I fought, I've been yeah. staying ready. Obviously, I was in camp for February and then that fell through. And then I've been, I've been like, uh, what is it? Uh, simmering, <laughs> you know, I've been simmering. <laughs> Simmer. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah, trying to, for the next fight lineup for the for the next lead on a fight, yeah. and it's not the same as in camp. Yeah, I'm mm. fit. Right, I'm super fit because I've been training so much and I'm learning new skills. But you don't, you can't. It's not camp intensity because camp intensity needs you take needs to take you fitter than fit. Needs to right. take you sharper than sharp, and you can't sustain that output for long. Mm. Otherwise, you, your body starts breaking breaking down, you know, because you're pushing too hard for too right. long. And generally, there's a calorie deficit there because you're trying to to lose weight as well. So yeah. it's different. It's different. All I'm saying is that Gilbert Burns is fight fit. Blau yeah. found out about the fight three weeks ago. Gilbert Burns has set up every chip. And 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 loaded every die to getting that next title shot through Bilal Muhammad. But I will I will say for Bilal, he is absolutely taking this fight because otherwise, I I, I do, you, do you know how the whole thing about Covington was a backup fighter, and then Dana was kind of like, oh look, he was a backup fighter. We're definitely going to give him the title <laughs> yeah, shot, right? Yeah, it was it was it was like a reveal show. They're like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, look yeah, who's yeah, here. Yeah. It's it's it's. But here's he the thing, me. Bilal <laughs> is absolutely doing this. To gain favor, because like he's like, look, I'm gonna save this pay per view. I'm gonna I'm gonna help out, even though I'm only finding out three weeks before, or whatever it is. I'm doing this, and if I win, I get the title shot. And I know it's not confirmed, but you have to say the winner of this, you know, fights the winner of Edwards and Covington, right? Has to surely has to. But, but in saying that, I can see them <laughs> stooging no. over Bilal again. No, but no, Bilal, they can't. I can no. see Bilal winning, and then <laughs> like somehow that? they stuff him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not a favorite for whatever reason. I think he's a phenomenal fighter, but he is. He absolutely is. No, I reckon because of like Dana, can't, like they can't say no to him if he was to win this fight. But as you yeah. said. On paper, Burns is definitely the favorite and, he, and he's more fighting fit unless he has picked up some sort of injury magically from that Masvidal mm. fight. But as you said, he won that pl- pretty cleanly. So you're saying definitely Burns over Bilal. I, I would yeah, I would say I would say Gilbert Burns would have to be a heavy favorite going to this yeah. next fight. Yeah. You know, w- the only way the only way that it wouldn't be is if Bilal Muhammad comes in there and just vastly outperforms Gilbert Burns, but I find it so hard. Yeah, I, I I just can't see it. Not with the way Gilbert Burns has been performing lately. Yeah, and regularly. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, let's see what happens. UFC two eight eight is going to be this weekend. And next up, we were going to be talking about some some games news. So there's been a lot happening this week, especially in the Xbox landscape. And recently, Xbox, we all knew that they were going to have a showcase at around that you know pseudo E3 time. E3 is not a thing, but it's going to happen in June. And they announced the timing for their upcoming showcase. So June 11, 10 a.m. Pacific time or June 12 at 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. They're going to be having their Xbox Direct, followed by the Starfield Direct after that. So specifically for Starfield, it's of course going to be 
their biggest title, I'm assuming, at that show. Tons of new gameplay, developer interviews, behind the scenes, insider information is the words that they used. And there's also going to be an extended showcase later in the week. Some random speculation from others on the internet have suggested we could see Avowed, Fable, Forza, Scorn, maybe DLC for Halo, some Hellblade 2, some Stalker 2. We've got some potentially very exciting titles coming up at that show, Starfield, of course, being the main one. Rob, what do you think? What do you think about this upcoming show with Xbox? Mate, Starfield is the MVP for sure. Yeah, 100%. Anybody and everybody is going to be tuning in just to see that because, like, that yeah. is the next big Bethesda title. Bethesda title. Um, yeah. Big open world, base building, explore your own adventure, choose your yeah. own adventure, yeah. blockbuster title. And, yeah, like, it's just – it's and it's so left field on what – of what normal genres, like, yeah. we have – in that category of game. So I, yeah, yeah. everyone's going to be tuning into that. You know, that's, yeah, it's going to be monstrous. The, the thing about Starfield that really excites me is that, like, like, how many space games in that genre do you really have? I mean, like, you had Mass Effect in the past, Andromeda didn't hit people's expectations. I mean, a lot of people are baking on Starfield on being that big open world RPG space game that's going to knock it out of the park. And, and I tweeted out this, uh, it was a few few months ago. I said that the fact that people are still screaming and wanting Elder Scrolls 6, to me, proves that BGS does these kinds of games better than anyone else. They they, they create such unique open-world RPGs. That's why it's getting its own segment. Like, it could just be part of the regular Xbox show, but it's getting its own direct. It is going to be their mainstay title for this year. I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait for Starfield. Um, Mate, but what, what do you think about what do you think about these other games as well? Like, have you played Fable? I, I, I take you for a Fable fan. Mate, let me tell you. Let me take you back to <laughs> 2004. Where the first Fable game came out? Yeah, okay. yeah. I was hooked. Yeah, uh, I I I really like Fable. I didn't like any of the sequential Fable set titles. Okay, just okay. that Fable. That first Fable game was yep. awesome. When you were just an unnamed hero going about your business, you rob people, yep. romance people, buy houses, you know, level up, punch on with people. It was just kick chickens. <laughs> it was just, it was so much fun. And the, the story was actually very well done. It was, it was such a unique game because there was such, mm. it's so dark, but at the same time, so whimsical mm. um, that, yeah, it, it was just a weird thing to the point where I actually played Fable, I think, last year or the year before. I, I ran it yeah. back. Yeah. I can find out. Yeah, it was when I fought Gaslam. So it was the year before the year before that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it doesn't doesn't age as well. <laughs> I played the remake. Doesn't age as well as some as you'd think, but it it was still fun. I got a I got a good kick out of it. Did you ever For play sure, Fable? Man. I honestly, surprisingly, I've never played Fable, and it's one game that would absolutely be up my alley. It's on, it's on my to do list, it's on my bucket list. But the thing about like aging well, so I I just pulled up this article. So apparently, Fable Four is actually using the same engine as Forza Motorsport. That is awesome. Like if that is true, yeah. Forza games look incredible. That Fable games look incredible. And imagine Rob, if you had Starfield, <laughs> Fable Four, Avowed, 
That is a that's a stellar lineup of RPGs. Like if if they can all hit home and they come out in you know maybe in the next year or two, because um, we don't know when Fable is coming out, we don't know when Avowed is coming out. Those are going to be some stellar titles, some stellar RPGs for Xbox. Yeah, I yeah my 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 I'll get plenty of time out of that. I uh, I'm I'm a religious one game at a time person. So I'm playing one game at a time. Fair. I can't play any other games, which which is good and bad because I can't yeah. play multiple games. But it's good though that I have like a checklist. So I'll, I'll play the hell out of this game until the next one comes on. But let's be honest though, when, when Starfield drops, there's no other game. <laughs> there like, is no other game. No, there's no other game. There's nothing. Because you're, you're just going to be playing that game and then – what remaking your game uh, character, re-rolling your character, Correct. trying new things, playing yep. evil, playing good, doing this yep. instead of that build. Like well, that's how I play anyway. So oh, for sure. And 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 it seems yeah. like you know because like they they have traits in in, in Starfield uh, based on on some of the trailers. They have like such a deep skill system and RPG system. I guess kind of harkening back to Fallout New Vegas in a sense. You're going to be able to it seems like replay this game and be a completely different person on every new playthrough. My my entire on my my other channel is going to be dedicated to Starfield for like the next year, 2 years, 3 <laughs> years at least. <laughs> yeah. I uh, um, I cannot I cannot wait. Yeah, so let, let's see what Xbox has to offer when it comes to their Direct uh, this June, as I said, June 11 or June 12 if you're in Australia. But moving on, Rob, I, I, I brought this one up because we were talking about Street Fighter the other day. H- how much have you seen of the previews of Street Fighter Six? Nothing. I've Dude, seen absolutely nothing. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, and, and, and it looks <clears throat> awesome. Like Street Fighter Six genuinely looks like it's going to be like the next big fighting game and obviously it's street fighter it's going to do that but if you actually look at the art style you look at the mechanics even the new story mode that they have do you remember how we were talking about um that mortal kombat game with shijinko in mortal kombat deception where yeah, you yeah, yeah, went yeah, around yeah. so it's like well, they had a story mode around. like that yeah you went around you, you picked up other fighters abilities and stuff you leveled up they have that exact same thing but in street fighter 6 isn't that awesome wow it- <laughs> Is Street Fighter your favorite fighting game? Oh, no. I uh, it, it, Look, it's back and forth between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. I would say, here, I would say this. I'm better at Street Fighter, but I, I adore, like, the lore and the story and the history of Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, w- whenever there's a new Mortal Kombat that comes out, I'll, like, I'll go, I'll pl- obviously, I'll buy the game and play the game, but I'll go on YouTube and they'll stitch together all the storyline cutscenes. I love that shit, man. I love it so damn much. It's so fascinating to me. I could, yeah, I, I don't know. Law and fighting games never resonated with me. Oh, come on, Rob. Come on. You just want to punch on. There is there is one game, one fighting game that I actually got into the law. Well, besides Dragon Ball Z because okay. you watch the show, right? It doesn't count. But it, and that was Tekken 3. Yeah, Tekken Tekken. Three. and that's when yeah. that's when like the the first intro cutscene was like he Hachi throwing Jin out yep. of the helicopter into the volcano. Yeah, like it was just I don't know, it was so cool. You know what? That's the only thing I remember of the law. I don't even <laughs> I don't remember shit else. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. I th- I think it's because fighters like you know Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, they're a product of their time where they were on arcade machines and you didn't really have the capacity or the ability to build in a story into it. It was just about fighting. You put in your mm. coins and you fought. So they were kind of built out of that 
And I, I guess trying to always play catch up to integrate a story. But I will say, I think Mortal Kombat has smashed it in that regard. Hell, I even loved, I love Street Fighter's lore and, and, and story. Honestly, search up some videos, man. Listen to it. I think it's what, fascinating. What, what was your favorite Street Fighter game? Because you see, I, I, I fell off Street Fighter when it started getting all the super moves that didn't require inputs, just it required yeah. your gauge to be pulled and then you pressed yeah. a singular button. Yeah. I fell off away from it when that happened. But like during the Alpha series? Like that sounds yeah, like- when, Yeah, when all that sort of started happening. What, like Because my favorite, my favorite like fighting game, bar probably Super Smash Bros, is- yeah is Street Fighter versus SNK2. Did I ever play that? i got to look at gameplay because there's so many fighting games you don't know versus yeah. SNK2. I, I just loved how clean it was. It was such a – the fighting oh, felt yeah. so clean and yeah, responsive, yeah. man. Like, Hell yeah. I used to play that a lot. It, it was a treat to play. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I, I will so say my fun. fighting game, that, that's my favorite, is the classic Street Fighter 2 for sure. Because, and like you okay. know, they, they had like championship edition and ultimate edition. They had a few different editions mm. that a lot of them just like kind of like made the game faster. But Street Fighter Two, in my eyes, is the best that, fighting game of all time. I've I've heard that a lot from a bunch of different people. I think that's like a a favorite, yeah. you know, like a a fan favorite because I've heard it several times from other people as well. But it's because like any time they even when the Switch first came out. And they were like, well, what old Street Fighter games are we going to bring back? It's always Street Fighter 2 that gets ported to everything because people love it so much. I could <laughs> yeah. I could pick it up today and have a blast just going through the, to the campaign mode. You go into old arcades, you'll still see Street Fighter 2 arcade machines. It is the yeah. pinnacle of fighting, honestly. But yeah, I would still I, say Mortal Kombat's my favorite. We got to set up that fight, that on-air fight. <laughs> I am so keen for it. Like, all right, Rob. Okay, so yeah. like we've all, we've been talking about recently about like what we do with the channel, the next steps, and where we go. As we've said, when the channel is big enough to support other kinds of videos, we will do other kinds of videos. I mean, when Street Fighter Six comes out, it's not a bad shout. We could be doing some live streams, Six Street Fighter Six. We could do that. What, what yeah, are you reckon of that can, idea? Maybe. I, I am down. I am down to do that. So if um yeah, right. it, when it releases, I reckon we we maybe tee it up and we finally settle settle our differences. <laughs> but you know what the problem is though, <laughs> and, and you're going to be disappointed with this. Akuma has not been revealed for that game. What do you mean? I'm I'm just telling you, it's been Ryu and Ken, oh. and there's a few other like favorites and mainstay characters coming back. Like uh, Kami is coming back. She looks freaking Ugh. awesome, but no, she could stay away. No, she no, she she's like she looks really good, like she, sick. Yeah. Even even no. uh, what's his name, Zangief as well looks really good. He's more of a wrestler Zangief's now. All right, I, no, but I, he's changed his, his fight style now. I think you'll like it. What do you mean he changed his fight style? So like I, I, before, like it was always kind of like a wrestler, but. He's it's like really doubling down on the fact that he's a wrestler now in this game. So his his move style is less of a grappler. Like it's you ha you have to kind of look at the gameplay, but he looks awesome. He looks even better than before, I reckon. But no Akuma. Okay, okay. So I don't know who you're gonna pick. You could pick Ryu. Uh, Ryu. Ryu's always my yeah. second. Yeah. Ryu's always so my second. This is gonna be it. Ryu versus Ken. Who's the best? <laughs> That's it. And we're gonna finally we're gonna settle this long long eight episode eight debate. <laughs> <laughs> Eight episode of debate of who who is the true Street Fighter <laughs> King. 
and no, you know no, what? I, no practicing, no practicing. Well, I'm it's a new game. Hey, all right, I, I'm going to email. I'm going to I'm going to clip this part from our podcast. I'll email the person that I know that handles all the Street Fighter stuff in in Australia. We'll get two codes, and we'll maybe if we can get some early coverage. You know what? I want to ask. Let's see. Let's see what we can do. Um, but yeah, Street Fighter 2 comes out, sorry, Street Fighter 6 comes out 2nd of June, 2023, and it's looking freaking awesome. But now we're up to the what we're watching slash playing slash reading section. Rob, you can take this mm-hmm. one first. What, are you, what have you been doing this week? Ah, <sighs> Watching, playing, reading. Okay, so a game that just came out two days ago, mm-hmm. if, I, I, if my dates line up, is Age of Wonders 4. Have you seen it? I've actually seen some gameplay from it. I have. Okay. For once. One um, game that you mentioned that I actually know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've, been, I've been pumped on Age of, Age of Wonders 4. If you yeah. like games like Civ, mm. Civilization, or Stellaris, or any of those 4X games, which is like yeah. s- tactical strategy, you got to build your armies up, build your cities up, diplomacy, blah, 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 trade, all that good business yeah this is this is like civ 5 if you've ever played civ 5 i i like civ 5 more than civ 6 i don't really like civ 6 that much civ 5 this is like fantasy civ 5 but it has the the stellaris race creator so you can create your own race and ruler and then you go into the world map it's a very high fantasy you go into the world map and you play Civ Five essentially, but it's also got it's but with like fantasy races and yeah. and the race that you've designed and created. You don't have to play as Australia or the United States or whatever, right. and um, and it's also got this like XCOM esque type of battle system when you actually go to beat armies. It's got an auto-resolve system, but when the two armies clash, it goes, zooms in, and you've got like your different squads that you've got part of your army, and it's got like an XCOM turn-based style of gameplay. And they all, each unit has their abilities and their strengths, and you can cast magic and everything. And I feel like the heroes are, like I, I really do feel like Age of Wonders have taken probably some of the best, the best aspects of a lot of different types of games mm-hmm. um it's taken the aspect like some i see a lot of hero similarities between the heroes of age of wonders for yeah. and uh i don't know if you ever played warhammer uh mm-hmm. what is it yeah warhammer total war yeah like that it's taken a lot of the ability systems i believe in and simplified down version of heroes from that it's got the unit controls of like XCOM. it's got the 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 um the main campaign screen of like Civ Five. There's diplomacy. There's warfare. There's I don't know lots of magic and stuff like that. It's actually a really like really fun four X game if you like four X games. I've been I've been I haven't had too much time to be able to play on it. Yeah, but uh, I've been spending a fair whack of time playing it. It's uh, I will say there's some there's some crashing <laughs> now and then. Yeah. I don't think they've. I don't think they've fully optimized it for certain graphics cards and like outdated ones. Fair I just enough. updated my graphics cards then, so I maybe it won't mm. happen to me anymore. But was getting some crashes beforehand. But oh, did, wait, did you, you get a new game. graphics card? You got a new one? No, not a new one. I just had to update them. I, I assume oh, they were right. out of date. It kept crashing on me. Are <laughs> oh, you mean like the drivers themselves? Like you didn't get a new? Yeah. Car? Well, oh right. 
it just it just kept saying like driver error and it would <clears throat> shut down. Makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, Age of Wonders Four. That's what I've been playing lately. Sweet man. What, uh, watching yourself? anything in particular? Oh, play, all right. So playing. All right. I actually have made a decent dent in God of War Ragnarok. I'm on the last Ooh. mission. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Do you know what happened, Rob? Like, I, I got. To, I don't know if you've ever done this in a game, but like, I love. I, I really do like God of War Ragnarok. I think it's a fun game, beautiful game. The storytelling is freaking awesome. The one thing about it is like initially I was doing all the side quests, getting like clearing everything on a map, but because of the way that it was built, you're in the same map and there are certain areas that you know you can't access. You have to backtrack later on in the game and go back to to get that 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 chest that you couldn't get or, you know, fight the enemies in the tear that you couldn't because you couldn't access that location. So because of that, I'm like, well, I'm just going to come back eventually. I kept letting them go and not really searching area every area as I, as I probably should. So then I just was like, well, now I've missed so many things. I'm just going to push through the main story. So I ended up doing that last night. And, and I got a bunch of, of, of missions done. So I'm literally up right into the end where it's... Spoiler alert, Ragnarok. Um, it's a great game, honestly, man. <laughs> but it's been taking me forever to finish. <laughs> you, you know, a game similar to that, like I had this problem was with, was uh, Age of Dragon Age or um, Inquisition. Origins? Or Inquisition, yeah. No, Inquisition. Yeah, like there are so many fetch quests and crappy side quests and I didn't want to miss them. Like I didn't want to yeah. go through the game because some of the side quests actually have implications to the main story later down the track. Yeah. But so I, I, I did all of them and – I just got so burnt out, like looking for thirteen bushes or freaking killing twenty of these monsters. Like so burnt yeah. out. I feel like but, we, we, when it comes to games like I don't know, like Skyrim or Fallout, like you you like out of necessity, you kind of like to let to let stuff pass you by because you can come back to it because it's open world. But with God of War, War Ragnarok, it's not quite like that. It's like. The, the characters will tell you in between story chapters, oh, do you want to go explore a little bit more or go to the main quest? It's like you're being pushed down to go down the main quest and every now and again you're asked if you want to go do some side stuff. And I don't know whether I that quite gels with me. You know what I mean? I, I like the ability just to do mm. what I want when I want. So it's different in a Fallout game. It's different in the Skyrim game where if you want to do the main quest, you can do the main quest. If you want to do a side quest, you can do a side quest. You're not being pushed down any one route. And maybe that's the reason why, yeah, Ragnarok in that sense hasn't really gelled with me. But the one thing that I, that I really wish was different I, I, I hate backtracking in a game. Like I hate going back to old areas just because I have a new weapon mm. that allows me to gain access to new areas. I wish they would have done that in a little different way because now I had missed so much and I'm like, well, what's the point of me going back and completing all that side stuff when when I finish the main story, that's it. Like the, the story is over. Yeah. It, I don't know. It just it, it just it, that's not working for me. But other than that, I love True. the game. True freedom, true open world. It's yeah. um, like a lot of these games say they're open world, but there are rails. Yeah. Or they're like choose your corridor type open world. Whereas Correct. games like like Fallout games, the Elder Scrolls games, then that's what they're known for. They You can break yeah. the game. Like I remember playing Morrowind and 
like finding some bullcrap weapon and going in and killing Lord Vivek before I had started <laughs> the main quest. Like, and albeit it said you have broken the timeline, restart or whatever. I I didn't ha- you don't have to restart, but it gives yeah. you a big warning if you, if you yeah. don't. But I just loved the ability to be able to, mm. the freedom to do that. And uh, I think Elden Ring does a good job of that as well because you can go out and fight just about anybody, just about any boss in the game by the ones that are locked behind other bosses and there's no rails or tracks put on there. It's just like a big playground. Within reason though, like I've had my fair share of Elden Ring time and there are certain areas that you can't really go earlier on in the game unless you're freaking awesome at the game, right? Like there, there, there are certain enemies in certain regions that will just dominate you unless you have the proper equipment. No, no, dude. No, that, that's what I love about the game, dude. You can, like, because I've spent a lot of time Elden Ring. Like, yeah. Elden Ring, like, the Dark Souls universe is a big, big passion of mine. Like, I, I like it a lot. And, yeah. um, like, I'm making it a. I make it a goal of make, making new characters and then bum rushing to the end dudes that'll <laughs> absolutely destroy you. But the risk is worth it because right. there are some items or some spells things and things here that you can't – that when you get them, you'll go back to the first boss and sneeze on him and he'll die. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I love that. Yeah. And, and, bro, there are guys that play Elden Ring with no rolling, no crawling, punching only, and they finish I know. The we game. talked if, about it. Yeah. If, if those dudes can do it – and that's what I always think when I'm having a hard time. If those dudes can do <laughs> no roll, no jump, no, no weapons, no upgrades, no magic – you can get through the game somehow. Like, <laughs> work it out. <laughs> you'll figure out a way. Keep yeah, dying yeah. over and over again, and then you'll figure out the pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what, what are we watching? Did you take up the suggestion and I di- watch I didn't the have anime? the time. I'm sorry, Rob. I, I will do it it's this right. week. I can I, barely remember what I told you to watch. Prison, prison school? Prison school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a funny one, dude. It's funny. It's a funny. I promise one. you, I will watch it like for the next episode. Uh, so right. I, I I just didn't get the time, unfortunately. Or you can watch. Or you can watch Gate. Gate's good too. Really, I just like can't Gate. find where to watch Gate. It's it's not on Crunchyroll, so I get. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not the guy that likes to pirate. I, 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 if you, you can I, give it to me on Crunchyroll or Funimation. Have you watched Stein's Gate? That's another good one. No, I haven't watched Stein's Gate. I think that's on Netflix. Maybe. Yeah, Netflix has there's a the, decent amount yeah, of, there, of, of there's anime. There's some anime on Netflix. Like, yeah. I think Did Full you? Metal Alchemist Brotherhood might be on it. Have you watched that? No, I, no. and that, that that is on my list. Like, I need to watch Full Metal Alchemist for sure. Yeah. I think maybe Alice in Borderland might be on there as well. Yeah. Seven Deadly Sins. They're not bad. They're Did all, you ever watch uh, good. Uh, Bucky on, on Netflix? I did. I saw someone in our in our comments bring it up, like watch it. Ugh, that's so stupid. It <laughs> it is such a strange like Rob. I didn't I didn't get it, and then I started really liking it, and then it lost me. I think it was in the second season because it it, it completely changed the style of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Bucky. Yeah. Like it's good. But, you, you know what? You know when I dropped Bucky was when he flexed his back. 
and a face of the demon appeared. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's a, it's a sign. And I was like, oh, get stuffed. I'm out of here. Uh, but that's why it was so Wait. stupid. But like, uh, there, was, sorry, there were like, some fights in there that I enjoyed, but I didn't like the whole, and maybe some spoilers, but he got like really skinny and he couldn't fight properly. It just lost me. So I stopped watching uh, it after that. And I was really hooked. No, we are there. I, I didn't like them. I watched a big chunk of it, and I saw no. people also saying, like, watch Hajime no Ipa. I don't want to watch. I don't like sports animes that much. I really I found it very hard to get into because, like, they're doing something that we do. Like, people do that stuff True. in real life. I want to watch yeah. anime to see – dragons and magic and <laughs> bullshit <laughs> i will say uh, like i i've mentioned i've talked to you this uh, uh, to you about this before but during the world cup when blue lock had just come out and then the episodes right. were releasing i know it is just it's soccer it's football whatever but i think they they do enough to keep it interesting in terms of the storytelling and the art and just the way that they pace the the games, and even just like it's not just like regular soccer games. Like they're in this academy, and they have certain challenges that they need to do to get to the next level. It's really interesting. If there's one sports anime that you should watch and give it a good chance, it is Blue Lock for sure. Uh, no, no. Come on, I Rob, just do it. it. I'm telling like, you. <laughs> this, I bet you, there's better ones than Blue Lock as well. Like, what I start? What's that volleyball one? Um, oh, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, though? There, there's another uh, soccer one called Aoashi, I think. Uh, yeah, there's the another, volleyball there's another one. soccer one. What's I don't know what volleyball, that was, volleyball one? one. Anime, volleyball. Like, ha- ha- that was. Haikyuu? Yeah, that one. That yeah. that was really well done. Like, really well, there you well go. done. There you go. And it, it made me start watching volleyball for a little bit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. But again, it's still just a sport, dude. Like, when you can Fair go enough. into the realm of Bleach, man, and watch Shinigami and fight people. Oh, with Bleach is so like, good. Dude, so, so good. good. Like, yeah. you can watch that or what? What did you say? Blue, blue, blue score. Blue lock. Blue. Lock. I'm telling blue you, bro. Lock. No, blue lock is good. I will defend that yeah. to the death. But I can, I, I can I, understand your reservation, bro. Like, oh, man, so <laughs> many good anime out there. So many good anime. Out there. But that's. The, are you reading anything? By the way, that's I, all right. I, I am. I am. Um, what is it? Uh, it's called the the good guys. I'm up to book fifteen. Nice. It's, it's a lit RPG adventure type book. I don't know if you've ever heard of lit RPGs. Um, no. They're like they're like game worlds, but in book form. Mm. So like all the guys you're reading about, they have stats and things like that, and there are items and inventories generally. And I don't know. It's just it's a really cool book. The cool, the, man. the main guy has like stupid strength. Like stupid strength, <laughs> but he's just a normal dude, and he's impulsive and rash, and uh, he's not the smartest guy either. <laughs> so he just like he just every conflict can be solved by just applying more strength or power or hitting it harder. <laughs> and I you, just you, you literally sound like you're 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 talking about One Punch Man to me. That's what this book sounds like. Oh, not quite because he has he has hardships. Okay. There are hardships, you know, but a, a lot of them, 
But yeah, I just I just like the single dimension where the guy they just doubled down on this dude just being like a bit of a redneck and yeah, just cool. punching stuff. It's it's so <laughs> it's refreshing because every every fantasy book you read is about a wizard that is like cool and elegant and smart yeah. and yeah. he's got this or he's got that. Whereas this guy, he's got zero magic <laughs> and <laughs> he just but he's really effing strong and tough. <laughs> like. Yeah, that's it. No, fair that's enough. All been all right, cool. Uh, I, I wanted to give a shout out as well. Uh, there was someone in the comments. Uh, K1 Holskin suggested that you can throw in some movie reviews or movies that you're watching in this section as well. And I kind of like that because I, I watch movies a lot. Uh, I'm watching, you know, what I'm watching this weekend, Rob, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Very excited mm. about that. Like, That'll be cool. Are you a big Marvel fan at all or not? I am, depending on the hero. Like yeah. I like certain heroes, but um, yeah, I I liked Guardian of the Galaxy too. I like all those guys. I reckon Chris Pratt Pratt plays that role so well. Yeah, and they're, they're a fun. Movies. They're a fun little click. You know, I um, I'd be interested to watch it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm watching the the new one. I think Saturday or Sunday this week, so I'm mm. I'm pretty keen. I'll talk about it in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I want to watch. Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, I can't review movies that much because I don't watch many. Like, yeah, if any, um, yeah. but one one that I'm actually really keen to rewatch is Man of Steel. I want to rewatch really? that. Why yeah, Man dude. of Steel? Because Superman is so cool, dude. Like, he is. And he is, my relationship yeah. with Superman has been tumultuous at, at best. Like I yeah. hated him when I was a kid. Hated him <laughs> because he was just too good at everything and too strong and. I wanted I wanted an edge. I wanted to find someone that not everybody else liked. And yeah. for years that went on until, I don't know, probably when I was well into my adulthood. Yeah. And now I love Superman. I love mm-hmm. him. He he is too strong. He is <laughs> the best. He yeah. is so good. And I just love it, dude. Superman is literally the best he's so good <laughs> and like i'll go on to i'll go on to like i'll go on to reddit dives of like who would win superman or the hulk who's stronger superman or the superman flash? all the time dude in every one of those debates nah not the flash one i like the, i like the flash as well i think i think Hold the flash, on. you think the, the flash, flash beats uh, superman depends like i've gone down this rabbit hole pretty heavy oh, and come on the flash man. The Flash has an ability, dude, where he can take your kinetic energy away from you. Right. Like, I don't think and, – and let alone the Flash can literally, like, destroy things at a molecular level. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't but know. I think the problem is with comic books is that in every new edition or every new comic book, they'll mention this random ability – that this superhero has, you start comparing them like that, and I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough to pull it out for Superman. But I will say, based on on what you were saying before, I reckon a big reason why you like Superman so much is because Henry Cavill is so good as Superman, and I'm so sad he's not going to be <sighs> Superman anymore. I'm gutted. I, yeah, I still I still don't rate him in the Witcher. Like, <laughs> come on, Rob. Like, nah, it's not him. Me. It's yeah. not him. It's just the Witcher universe is so hard to put 
into real life, like into real viewing. And Fair. it's not him at all. I actually, yeah, I do like him in Man of Steel. I do like him in the role. I like him as an actor. But yeah. the Witcher universe is one that's really hard to bring to life. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't think the Flash beats Superman, but I I think you could put him to a standstill at, at the very least if if both were – I don't know, relatively strong, but but Superman can't be killed. Like I think I'm I'm ninety percent sure he's immortal. Like he just goes asleep if yeah, like, if he's like locked in a dark place forever. Like, like and he can just turn back time, fly around <laughs> the earth, and turn back time. It's, just, it's so overpowered. <laughs> yeah, like oh, but they all are though. Like the Flash can leave time. Like period. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. it's uh, it's weird. But <laughs> oh yeah, one of the comment one of the commenters in our in the chat said if I've watched uh, if I've read any of like Sanderson's books or Brent mm. Weeks and the answer to that is yes for both I've, I've read most of them. Nice. But uh, it's, I think Sanderson did like the Mistborn books, if I'm not mistaken, and I think Brent Weeks did like the Prism books. And um, I didn't actually finish the prism because if there's too long of a break between books, I forget mm. what happened in the previous one, but I refuse yeah. to reread it. And that's kind of where it stops for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, we're at the end um, of that segment. So now let's move on to the final segment of the podcast, fan questions. Again, if you ever do have a question that you want to ask us, let us know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. But first up, we have Nyby or Nyby asking, question for Rob, what is your favorite place that you have traveled to for a fight? Um. Oh, they're all so good because they're all so different and they've all, all been like journeys of themselves, like Vegas, the many cities in, in, in the States, been China, mm. different things. But I think my favorite would have to be France, Paris, nice. last yeah. last fight, just because like I took my wife and I took my youngest at the time and yep. they made that trip a little bit extra special for me. Oh, that's awesome, man. All right. Well, mm. next question that we have is from Alex. Love the content, lads. Question, are there any plans in the future to get a guest on the podcast? We've talked about this, Rob. Who we should have, be our first have. guest? I'm curious. Oh, I don't I don't know. And then obviously this is all pending. Like we, we were still building the foundation of our Correct. of our episode, of our what is it? Of our Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we're, still, we're still building the foundation of our podcast, letting the roots grow and get get a little deep. But we're Correct. not 100% sure whether we would incorporate it into this podcast or if we would bring out like guest episodes per se. Yeah, um, like a separate we, video interview style yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, which I would actually, be more like dedicated on – Yeah, we'd be more dedicated on just trying to pull – all the every every little grain of information out of our guests, yeah. Um, more so and, than and us in that way as anime. well. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the thing, right? Like, if if we were to try and get a guest on the regular episodes, you kind of need someone that can talk about all the stuff that we talk about. So, if we have separate dedicated video interviews or like mini casts or whatever with epi- with, with people, we can dedicate the guest subject episodes. to that person. <laughs> guest episodes, love it. That's the name from now on. Yeah, it's stuck. It's in it's in writing. But yeah, like let's say hypothetically, we got someone who was an actor. You can talk about them specifically and, and their acting career. You've got someone that was a fighter. Talk about their career and their fighting and, and all that kind of stuff. Get someone that's in video games. 
same story. So I actually really mm. like that idea, Rob. I reckon we should, once, <laughs> once the channel's built, we should look towards that. Yeah, definitely. Once we've got our roots nice and deep. Um, yeah. One, someone also mentioned one of the questions, and this is living proof that I, I read the comments. Um, mm. Told me about my backdrop. Like Johnny's got all the orange and then, uh, like when am I going to get some blue neon lights for my back? Yeah. Brother, oh, it took me ages to just drag the, the shelf over here. There is no way I'm going to be able to set up neon lights. I don't even know how he does his and why. I can tell you. Looks I can tell you. And the way it looks oh, hold the on, way hold it does. I, there, there are I dragged, people here watching. I dragged a shelf there. I dragged, I put the guitar there. What do you want from me? Okay. Rob, Rob, <laughs> not only, not only. So I have the lights here, but I can also change colors if I want to as well on the fly. Let's say I want, I don't know, pick a color, Rob. Do you have a favorite color? Pick a color. Yeah, I do. White. Oh, white's boring, man, but I'm going to... Wait, is this so I can match your background? <laughs> is, is this so... Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> ready, ready? <laughs> that's, that's better. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, dude, like... Yeah, or, I told... Or blue. I realize I actually do have lights that are set to white. <laughs> I've seen you with blue before. Well, yeah. this is my channel on my on my main channel. This is this is the the color that I usually go with, like a light blue. Mm. But I can go purple and go whatever. So you know what, Rob? We're gonna set you up with some Philips Hue lights. That's what we're gonna do. All right. All right. How, how's that sound? All right. I'll need you to help come over and set them up. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. So we will we will set that up. But the next question right. that we have uh, is from Croak. Another one for Rob. Rob, have you ever trained with Volkanovski? Um. I have, I have. It was back when I was a welterweight, way back. But I think before he was even in the UFC, we we, we 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 sparred. I think at TP Gym, which is yep. once. But that was many, 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 many years ago. And uh, nowadays, no, not really. Um, no, not at all. Sorry, because yep. one, we're very different weight divisions, so there's sure. that hurdle. And there's a fair, fair significant gap between our weight divisions. And yeah. two, he's like good friends with the team at City Kickboxing and the coaches yeah. there. So obviously there's that bit of obstacle there as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the next question that we have, um, this was actually directed uh, towards me. Master Mirage asked, because you know how we Rob, we talked about like how you and I met, I used to work at Bethesda, was asking, mm -hmm. how would I get into the community management scene? And honestly, the best advice that I have for you, man, is create a YouTube channel, create a podcast, show the skills that you need to, to show to an employer that you can build a community, that you can foster a community. And that is the best thing that you can do. But at the same time, still make sure you, if you can study, get a degree. The The way that I got a job at Bethesda was I had my Lone Vault Wanderer YouTube channel and I focused a lot on, on Bethesda content and Fallout content. That showed I could actually get the job done day to day. But they also looked at the fact that I had a, a few degrees and that you know I had different other jobs in, in, in a corporate scene. So... Any, any kind of experience is good, but you do need to try and build your own community. I think that's the best way to show to an employer that you actually have the chops for the, for the job. So that's what I'll say to, to that question. But last question, Rob, mm. from Spartan Cosmo, what is the biggest holy shit moment in MMA for either of you? The moment that just made you go, wow. Uh, I have my answer man. there. I have wrote it down so I, I would yeah. remember it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think mine was when Bisping knocked out Luke Rockhold. Mm. Um, Good shout. That was kind of I don't know. That was that was pretty big. 
that was pretty big because yeah. um, I was obviously in the mix at that time, and yeah. because Rockhold had already dismantled Bisping, so mm. no, and <clears throat> Bisping was late notice. The Rockhold at the time was untouchable in that division. Yeah. I don't know. It's that's one that's standing out. I'm sure there's been bigger ones, but that was yeah. that was a big one for me. For sure. For me, it is it is Conor McGregor knocking out uh, Jose Aldo. That mm. that was just that left hook. It was insane. Everyone lost it. And you talk about fighting moments that are on highlight reels constantly. That's one which you see all the freaking time. And it might not be like in yeah. terms of like oh, like getting a championship or whatever, like not the biggest moment per se, but it's the one that sticks in my mind because it was just everyone lost their shit. It was it was absolutely crazy. Um, but then, yeah, like I, I was always a big fan of Brock Lesnar in UFC as well. I always liked his his second fight against Frank Mir and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I would say for the answer. But um, Rob, no. we're, we are at the end. Oh, sorry, you were saying something. No, no, we are. We're at the end. <laughs> Episode eight of of MMA MMA Arcade. <laughs> no, it's been good, MMA man. MMA Arcade. We are MMA so- Arcade. I feel like we're getting better at we, these week to week. We are. We're just we're just really sitting into it. Um, I think everyone would have seen that I'm quite tired today. I saw a lot of people commenting saying, "Rob, if you wanted a break for your so you could focus on your camp," and mm. I appreciate that. But it really isn't. It really isn't hard for me to do these episodes because, like, um, I think the more we do them, the more relaxed we become in doing them. We, obviously, we for get sure. a lot of feedback and. Yeah. And suggestions from you guys, which is fuel the the, the content of the show, and yeah. yeah, it's really easy. I like I like uh, seeing you guys hanging out for the episode, and yeah, I want to want to give that to you guys. It's only it's only an hour a week. We got this. That's it. No, no, like we're going to make sure to be committed. Like there, I'm sure there will be times, and I, and I think there already is going to be a time for me because I'm going on, on a holiday. There will be times where we all need to, to miss out on episodes, but we're always going to communicate that well in advance so everyone knows, and then you'll know when we're coming back. But for now, we're remaining mm. consistent. You know, going on to, to episode 10, I'm excited. <laughs> we are. Oh, I can't wait. Is there is there like something special that happens at episode 10? So I know, I know you said that at episode 7, like most – Podcasts don't get past that. So Correct. what does that like, mean for us? Is that I, I'm going to pull up the specific stat because it's actually podcast episode seven fail. It's actually a specific thing that like 90% or something, like a really ridiculous large number of podcasts actually fail beyond a certain point. I can't find it now, but I will find it eventually. But episode 10, okay. it just sounds nice. It just sounds nice. And it we're does. getting closer to 10,000 subscribers too on YouTube. <laughs> I know that is a huge milestone. I've, yeah, it means a lot to me, guys. Spread it out. Spread the word to all to all your friends and tell them to come sub. And come thank watch you so podcast. much for tuning in. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. And we'll see you next week for episode nine, where we'll be recapping UFC two eight eight. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you then.